2: presented by
3: AT&T connecting changes everything
2: you know that feeling when you walk into your home take a deep breath and feel new
0: Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find Sports Grid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. At the window. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs.
1: But go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. Welcome to At the Window
4: on the Sports Grid TV Network. I am Sean Guasamaki here in Midtown Manhattan, the lovely Versa restaurant to my left, Renaissance Hotel, Studio 34. Actually, and uh, Drew Martin is with me as well from Las Vegas, Nevada, at Drew Martin Betts on Twitter. I am at underscore Sean G on Twitter. And Drew, I ran into Bernard King. In the bathroom here about about a half an hour ago. Do you know who Bernard King is?
5: Not off the top of my my head here, Sean. Figured but Bernard it, sounds like oh. a wonderful name.
4: <laughs> I was not sure if you would know that. Um Nick's legend, New York City legend, basketball played at Tennessee. Uh was uh on his way to a, a, you know just a legendary career in the NBA. Injuries cut his career short, but um uh he's a Knicks legend, uh great scorer in the NBA. Bernard King, and he was here because David Stern had his uh, remembrance here today at Radio City Music Hall uh, about a few blocks from here, from uh, Midtown Manhattan, here in, uh, near MSG, and uh, all the Knicks players were in attendance. Bernard King flew up from Atlanta. He stays here at the Renaissance Hotel when he... I, well, I, I'm he was staying here today, whatever. I um, don't want to give out that information, but in any event, I ran into him at the, uh, in the bathroom and I was like, that guy looks familiar. You ever, were you ever in that situation before where you're like, this person looks familiar, but you can't like exactly pin it. And then by the time you do pin it, it's just too late and the person's gone.
5: Like a celebrity? Yeah, I've been, I, I, I've been on both sides of that. Not necessarily celebrity, but yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm sure everybody out there knows what you're talking about.
4: Yeah, right. So uh, in any event, I couldn't get him on the show because it was too late, too little, too late. Uh, before I asked him, before I realized who it was, but it was really cool because Bernard King, not only a Knicks legend, not only an NBA, really, I mean, great player, but he's from Brooklyn, from Fort Hamilton High School, not too far from where I grew up. Not a lot of uh, kids, I guess, grew, you know, played in the public school athletic league, right? They would they, they would go to private school or uh, you know Catholic school, and even these days they'll go to those private schools like you know Milford Academy or Oak Hill Academy, as you go- as you well know. Uh, Drew, and so he, you know, he played Fort Hamilton High School, so Brooklyn legend as well. So it was really cool to run into Bernard King today. But I um, want to begin with Major League Baseball. I want we'll get to the Pro Bowl, how stupid the game is, and the new onside kick uh, alternative that they come out with. Uh, I want to get to the you know college basketball as well, NBA last night, what we witnessed, and Zion Williamson's debut tomorrow. Uh, your expectations for Zion, but let's begin with baseball. Hall of Fame class will be announced. 6 p.m. Eastern time on MLB Network, and Derek Jeter's a shoe in The question for Derek Jeter, though, should he get 100% of the vote? Now, Drew, as a big baseball fan, and I'm a Yankee fan, I'm not a Drew, uh, Derek Jeter backer, Drew. Like, a lot of these, like, Yankee fans, they love Derek Jeter in this generation. But I think he should be unanimous decision into the Hall of Fame, just like Mariano Rivera. And the reason is, is I don't, I don't care what happened in the past when writers were jealous or vindictive so they would leave off players because they didn't want them to be the first unanimous uh, selection to the Hall of Fame. Well, Mariano solved that, so you have that out the window. The other thing is when you look at the ballot and you have to vote for 10 players on this, on this ballot, how do you not vote for Derek Jeter? So in that scenario, Jeter, to me, you know, fifth all-time in the all- hits list with over 3,400, Right, Five-time World Series champion, um, 310 lifetime batting average, 309 lifetime batting average in October, which means a lot. And he played 158 games, so that's a lot. That's that's substantial. How do you not vote for Derek Jeter into the Hall of Fame? How how do you, if you're a voter, how do you not put him down and select him as one of your 10 10 names on this ballot, Drew?
5: Um, I currently, I, I I wouldn't if I was lucky enough to have a vote. I would vote him in. Um, even if you know he, he was in the steroid era, he doesn't personally come off to me as some guy that did steroids. But even if he did, it wouldn't stop me from uh, voting him in. And I'm just trying to come up with things that would keep me from from voting him in. Maybe he was on the Yankees and just kind of rolled the wave of being, you know, one of the top paid teams and winning a lot of games. Maybe you could make that argument. Um other than that man, I don't have a lot for you other than, you know, currently oh, so what he's doing with, you. with the yeah. Miami Marlins is oh, not yeah. very good at the GM position, maybe that hurts him as well.
4: Uh that shouldn't hurt him. I mean, that's a totally different entity uh being like an owner, but as a player, he's a Hall of Famer no doubt and we'll see uh early returns and like close to like 52% of the ballots on Twitter say that he has 100% of the vote. We'll see if that continues. My guess is when it's announced he will not get 100% of the vote. There'll be some one or two writers out there, some writers who will just leave him off just because they don't want to see him get that unanimous selection. So that's just my take on that. But, and that's, that's BS if they do that. And hopefully their ballots are public so we could call them out for it. But other names on the ballot Larry Walker, I say he gets in because if you're looking at this ballot, who else are you voting for? Like Barry Bonds, Clements. All right, I, I would not vote for them personally because they, they cheated cheated the game. I don't care if they're Hall of Fame talents. They, they took steroids, and they're out as far as I'm concerned. But if you want to put them in, that's still that's four guys. If you're going with Schilling, you're going with Walker, Jeter, Bonds, Clemson, all right, five, you still have five other names. So I don't see how Larry Walker and Curt Schilling are left off of this Hall of Fame class. What do you what do you say? And do you vote for? I think I know the answer. You would vote for Barry Bonds. You would vote for Roger Clemens.
5: Absolutely. I mean, where are Which you going to draw the line? How crap. are you going to not That's vote crap. for them? And then they also for they like That's why. Nope. Derek vote for guys like Sammy Sosa or Don't vote for him. He's out. Or not take all of it.
4: Derek Jeter didn't take steroids. It's it's not. How do you proven. know? It's not proven though. You can't go on. You can't guess. You go on what's proven. All right. Balco case. Barry Bonds admitted to taking steroids. He said he. I didn't knowingly take it. Nonetheless, he took it. And Roger Clemens, the same thing with Brian McNamee and, and the, uh, the um, what uh, what's his name uh, Mitchell Mitchell report. So those guys are out. That that's what you go on. You can't guess. It's not a guessing game. Like Mike Piazza, they said, oh, he had back acne, and oh, he hit more home runs in his minor, le- you know, when he got to the minor leagues, and then his major leagues than, than before that when he was in college or whatever. But you can't go on that. There's no there's no proof of it. Ryan Braun proof, he's out. A-Rod proof, he's out. Manny Ramirez proof, he's out. That's what you go
5: on. Nah, any Anybody this side of Doug Glanville in the steroid era, you're <laughs> guilty until proven innocent. As part No,
4: of you don't. No, you can't do that, Drew. You can't do that. But Larry Walker's an interesting case. Um, a lot of people think he won't get in. Is that right? Should Larry Walker be a Hall of Famer, a Major League Baseball Hall of Famer? That's next. Here on Out the Window on the Great TV Network. Back right after this.
1: Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit Lisa.com slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart.
4: We are back here on At the Window on the SportsGrid TV Network. Drew, the player props for Super Bowl 54 are out according to FanDuel Sportsbook. Just your initial reaction, not laying money right now, but I just want to put them out there for the audience who's paying attention here. Pat Mahomes passing yards, 297.5 over under. Jimmy Garoppolo, 242.5 over under. Damian Williams rushing yards, Chiefs running back, 54.5. Sammy Watkins receiving yards, 47.5. Travis Kelsey, 73.5, really high as I'm looking at. At that. So those are just some that are out right now. George Kittle, 71 and a half receiving yards for the 49ers. Uh just a few that are out right now. Out of the ones that, that I just mentioned, anyone stick out to one that you're looking at betting right now, Drew?
5: Um n- nothing that, that really comes comes to mind. I guess I would just lean towards unders on all of those, just because time, you know, over the last maybe half decade or so, the sharper side in the Super Bowl with the extra preparation time, everything that goes on with that is uh, an advantage to the defense. So it makes me you know, lean towards the under of the total, also lean towards player-specific specific props going towards the under. So that's my initial lean right off the bat. How do you feel about some of these?
4: Well, I feel uh, for Pat Mahomes, he was under the three ten and a half. That was the, the passing prop for Pat Mahomes' last game in the title game. He threw for 294, so he was under that. I thought he would go over. I bet the over on that. This is at seven and a half. Pat Mahomes, against the number one passing defense in the NFL, Richard Sherman, on that right side of the defense. So uh, it's going to be rough. I mean, it's going to be tough for Mahomes to go over that number of 297.5. But if I'm betting Pat Mahomes' MVP, Super Bowl 54, and a Chiefs win, I would think Mahomes would have to go over that number for the Chiefs to beat the 49ers, if I'm betting that. If I'm betting 49ers to win, defensive struggle, then I'd bet the under that, and then I would go towards Jimmy Garoppolo passing 242.5. Now, I think the knee-jerk reaction off of the championship game when you only threw eight passes and the running game was so great and the poor defense, running defense for the Kansas City Chiefs, you'd think... Under two forty two and a half, right? That's my initial gut reaction with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo two forty
5: two and a half. Okay, no, no, I, I, I'm following what you're saying, and yeah, looking here at Fanduel, and of course, I don't have a Fanduel account or anything. Living in in the state of Nevada, but uh, props to him on on getting this out pretty early. We yeah. got uh, some 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 stats here. What minus one hundred three each side heads and tails, so they are taking a little <laughs> yeah. bit of action there on the on the uh, coin toss there, Sean. Also. You know, some interesting props here. What will Jimmy G throw first? A touchdown, minus 230, an interception, plus 175. And those numbers... Shifting here with Pat Mahomes, what will he throw first? A touchdown minus 370. A lot more juice you're having to lay with Mahomes throwing a touchdown and an interception at plus 260. I don't know. Pat Mahomes throwing an interception first at plus 260. That's uh, kind of caught my eye off the top here, Sean. Yeah,
4: I, I want more money. I want more on my return if if Pat Mahomes' first uh, pass will be an interception. More than 260. I mean, It has to be up there at 600, 700 for me.
5: All right, what about safety during the game? Yes, plus 900. No, minus 220.
4: It's interesting because the the 49ers have a great defense, right? They have a great defensive line. If the Chiefs are backed up, right, on their own end zone, their own goal line, it's not that crazy to think that, you know, they could get a safety. So that's that, you know, it's worth, I think, a little sprinkle if you're
5: a uh, fan to, to... or to see a plus nine hundred price yeah, tag. I, right. I, I could see where you're going. And it, it makes it a little fun to try to get a big score if something big happens. Hey, another one here I want to touch on, I'm surprised the company with as much uh kind of I I don't know, just a a company as advanced as FanDuel is, they only have a one side of one prop, which anybody that's been betting for a a good amount of time knows never bet those, meaning only if they have a yes, and then you can't bet the no on the other side. And I see one here, opening kickoff return for a touchdown, yes, plus 8,000 with no on the other side. Guys, a little trick here with betting props in the Super Bowl, really anytime you're betting, Never bet a uh, 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 bet when the sportsbook's only offering one side. I'm really surprised the that is doing that.
4: Interesting. And, and, of course, Jay Cornegay, we'll have him on the show, West, Westgate Superbook. He is, of course, the prop king. He popularized the props, especially for the Super Bowl, way back when we... Where was he working? Caesars? Or was he even, even before his time at Caesars? But Jay Cornegay definitely is the man responsible for this prop craze during the Super Bowl.
5: Yeah, and, and they're going to have a ton. I mean, I granted, I don't know the FanDuel back end, but uh, there's not, t- you know, too, too, too many here to go through. So yeah, uh, when the Westgate comes out on Thursday, the, I mean, there's going to be hundreds, hundreds of them. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to talk with them.
4: The total is up to 54. I mean, it was at, what, 51, 53 and a half yesterday. Now it's up to 54. Drew, uh, how high will this total go?
5: Um, that's a very good question here, Sean, because there's not a lot to go off of. And I think that it even comes to bigger than just Super Bowls and pass because mainstream sports betting is becoming so prevalent now that uh, the public backers here liking to back the over. I think this could go pretty high, man. Um, oh. I think we could see another full point move, maybe a wow. point and a half here. And it's actually something I'm going to work into my betting. and can throw it out there just because, you know, one person's opinion isn't going to change a lot here. Just w- with with the public perception, pushing it whatever way it's going to push it. I'm going to wait as long as possible. And then I- I- I'm going to bet the under in this game, Sean.
4: Did you see, by the way, speaking of the 49ers and Chiefs, did you see Joe Montana on Twitter where he said he guaranteed one of his teams will win the Super Bowl and he had the image of uh, his Chiefs jersey and his 49ers jersey. Now, he played just two seasons with the Chiefs, no Super Bowl appearances, no Super Bowl victories, and, of course, four Super Bowl victories, four Super Bowl appearances with the 49ers. And all of his success, well, I would say 90%, 95% of his success. He only played two years with the Kansas City Chiefs. It was with the 49ers. A A little surprise that he would post that,
5: I mean, I, I see where you're going with it, but um, no, it's actually one of the first things I thought about when it was Kansas City Chiefs versus San Francisco really? locked in. His 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 name came to my mind as yeah. somebody like man, he played for both of those teams, so I, I don't blame him for it.
4: That's that, that's a great question. Like, like, what was the first thought in my mind when the Kansas City? I I guess Len Dawson, like you know, because I used to watch him on HBO. Uh, they used to do that football show on HBO, and Len Dawson was the the commentator, and of course, he was the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs back in in those Super Bowls back fifty years ago. So, and Super Bowl one, of course, which they lost to the Packers. Uh, that's that's who I thought of. Um, Joe Montana did come to my mind ex- uh, soon thereafter, but other than that, like the Chiefs, I'm trying to think of Marty Schottenheimer came to my mind for the Chiefs. The Niners is just like you know Jerry Rice, Montana, Young. Uh, th- th- that's probably the same for everyone, right? Roger Craig. Well, so you know, for the 49ers.
5: I think of like that old stadium they used to have. I Candle think of stick, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's for whatever reason that comes into my mind. Dion,
4: I guess Dion, right? Super Bowl against the Chargers. I
5: guess Dion. You that's, when you think Dion yeah. Sanders, you think 49ers. I think Not, the Atlanta Falcons. I don't know yeah, why.
4: I think of you know, it's it's funny. I think of the Yankees, I think of the Atlanta Falcons, I think of the Dallas Cowboys and the Niners. But when when I'm thinking Super Bowl Niners, I think back to his Super Bowl that he played in against the Chargers, right? Because I guess that was when I was really young and I remember that Super Bowl, like one of the first Super Bowls that I remember. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't necessarily, I, I guess, put him in a 49ers uniform because he only played there, I think, one year, right? Like, it wasn't long. Um, I think a Ravens, too. He played for the Ravens, like in the, during the end of his career for Deion Sanders. But that, that's, a yeah, that's a great question. Like... But I think more about the Chiefs, only because it's been 50 years. I mean, that's a long time to go between Super Bowl appearances. I mean, Andy Reid, uh, one of the greatest coaches to never win a Super Bowl. And we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of pressure, I think, on Andy Reid, more so than anyone in this game. Pat Mahomes, probably no pressure on him. Second, you know, third-year player, second-year starter. I mean, he probably expects to to get back to this game later in his career. Most great quarterbacks do. Um, Niners, Jimmy Garoppolo, how much pressure is on Jimmy G? Not much. Kyle Shanahan making up, I guess, for his uh, loss as an offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. Like, trying to think of the storylines. It's mainly Andy Reid. Like, Andy Reid needs to to
5: win this game. Yeah, always a tough thing to project, but I'd agree with you because I think a lot of pressure is on the San Francisco defense, but that's more spread out between 11 guys. You're right. If I had to pick one guy, I'd I'd probably agree with you on Andy Reid.
4: All right, Drew, we're, we're going to talk more Super Bowl as the, the week goes on, and of course, next week. But up next, some NBA talk. 14 games on the schedule last night in the NBA, one game tonight, Ski Profit. Wager Talk joins us next here on At the Window on the SportsGrade TV network. Welcome back to At The Window on the Sports Great TV Network. I am Sean Ross here. Drew Martin joins me for At The Window. Uh, we welcome in Ski Profit. You can follow him, of course, on Twitter, Ski Profit. Like his videos, wagertalk.com. And uh, on a bit of a hot streak as I've been following him, uh, making some money for those of you who take his advice, follow him on Twitter, take his advice on the NBA, uh, knows what's going on. Ski, welcome back to the program. Happy to have you. And before we get into tonight, only one game on the slate. Big slate last night, 14 games. Um, what was the biggest, I guess, um, I guess not surprise? Which games were you on 100% and were not surprised at all? Tell us about your winners from last night's 14-game slate.
7: Uh, well, the easiest one was the Utah Jazz. Uh, you had to think that they were going to beat the Pacers pretty badly after the Pacers played a pretty pretty taxing game the night before. Um, I want to say Sabonis played about 41 minutes. Brogdon played 36 minutes. Everybody played a lot of minutes. And um, they had to play again the next night, back-to-back, altitude games. That's never easy. So Jazz was an easy call. I will say Harden, uh, I was kind of surprised to see him shoot one for 17 from three. It's kind of hard to do that, shoot that bad.
4: And the Celtics—they took care of the Lakers, one thirty-nine, one hundred seven. Kemba Walker, his first win ever against LeBron James. You know, people throw out these—I guess—stats, what you will. I mean, how insignificant was that stat, Kemba Walker, all time against LeBron James? It, it was with the Hornets. Now he's with the Celtics. That—that—that's a big difference, right? I mean, so how much do you have to guard against just bogus, like I guess, stats that a lot of people like to throw out there? Some—some—some some, some handicappers.
7: Oh, yeah, you definitely have to know. As you said, all of those games were with the Hornets. So people who follow the NBA, uh, they will know that this yep. is Kimba's Kimber's first year on the Celtics. So you throw that right out the window. The one takeaway from that game, uh, we've seen it kind of a few times this year. The Lakers, LeBron in particular, picks and chooses when they're going to bring effort. And you can see it in the first three minutes. Uh, and right into that game, I kind of knew it would be a long night as a Laker fan.
5: Ski, what's up, buddy? Good to have you on, like always, man. And uh, you, you you're talking here about the Lakers, and you could see it right off the bat. So is that something you're going to use in the future in terms of in-game live? If, if LeBron's not looking, you know, 100%, like his mind's in it, he's giving it all he's got, is that something you're going to look to kind of fade the Lakers going forward?
7: Um I wouldn't say necessarily fade the Lakers, but I definitely think there's a lot of money to be made in game in the NBA in general. But especially like I follow the Lakers, if you follow a team and like you can you can see the the edge in the beginning of the game. Yeah, play it. I mean, I said it yesterday. That's how I'm going to look at Lakers games now on, because if LeBron's not giving any effort, they're not going to win. They're basically playing four on five. He's not playing defense. He's not rebounding. He's just standing around. So if he does bring effort, then, yeah, you hop on the Lakers. If he doesn't, uh, you want to fade him.
5: Ski, where would you go in terms of, you know, the L.A. teams? We got the Clippers, the Lakers. Uh, If you had to pick, you know, who's going to finish, I guess, better in the Western Conference here? Is it the Clippers for you? I know you're a Lakers fan.
7: Uh, No, it wouldn't be the Clippers. The Clippers have already said that uh, they don't really care. They know they're going to be there at the end of the year. Uh, You see, they're not afraid to sit guys, low managed guys. So they're not really worried about the regular season. I think the Lakers do care a bit more just because of the season that they had last year. And LeBron is trying to make make a point to play every game. So they're they're ahead of the pack right now. I think that continues for the rest of the year.
4: Ski, we're seeing a lot of high totals in the NBA this season. Uh, Last night, uh, the New Orleans at Memphis, it was 239.5, maybe even larger than that, a 240 for some books. Uh, it went over 126-116 in the final. What's your like, philosophy when you see a total that high, 239-240 in the NBA? Do you automatically assume it's going to go under? Like, how, is, how are the totals, the high totals playing out this season in the NBA when, it's, when we're talking 239-240? I mean, that's, that's really high.
7: I want to say a, a majority. I mean, I don't have the exact numbers. But I want to say a lot of them are are reaching that total, Uh, especially that game you're talking about. I liked it over. You want to look at that game. The first thing you look at, um, why is it that high? Both teams playing extremely fast paced. Both teams offense have been well and not playing any defense. So it's easy to understand. (laughs) So um, I I just try to understand the line. That's kind of what I look at. And tomorrow, you're probably likely to see another one with the Pelicans and Spurs. I don't think either team's been playing much defense. Zion comes back. I think he'll be up and down high scoring.
4: Yeah, the, the total I'm seeing is 235 and
5: a
7: half of that game. I mean, I'm not looking to bet under for sure.
4: Oh, interesting.
5: And in, in terms of you bring up Zion coming back, how big of a part do you think he's going to play in the Pelicans offense? And do you think it's actually going to change the tempo in terms of, you know, betting them to the over just because not only his scoring ability, but because they're going to be pushing the pace a lot
7: more? Well, off the back, I don't think he's going to have an extreme impact just because I don't think he's ready to play a lot of minutes. Right. I think he'll play small amount. I do think it's very easy for him to score, and I do think they want to play fast, but they've already started to play fast. I want to say they've went over 10 games straight. Uh, Whoa. Gentry, I mean, he always wants to play up and down, so I don't see it stopping. Lonzo to Zion, I can see it all game long, so I think it will increase the tempo, and maybe a few games down the road, uh, he'll start to score some more points, but... I think he'll be limited coming back because he was out of shape.
4: Yeah, he's definitely, that. that's one thing to, to look at. Uh, what's his shape? Is he in shape? What's that going to look like? But uh, do you have a player problem? I'm, I'm trying to look at FanDuel to see if they have a player prop for, uh, as far as points for Zion Williamson tomorrow. I, I don't see it. So that would be something to look for tomorrow afternoon before the game. See what, what, what they have as, uh points at for Zion uh, for his first game. the pelicans if i was guessing yeah i would
7: probably say he probably gets about 16
4: 16 you think you think we'll get that many oh that's interesting yeah i could i mean they're gonna feed him right they'll feature him and you like they they play up temple so we'll have a lot of opportunities to get some uh, shots up there so that'll be interesting to look at so if you see it uh, under uh, 16 bet it over as a listen to ski profit you can follow him on Twitter at Ski Profit and of course watch his videos NBA on WagerTalk dot all over Instagram and of course Twitter as well. How about tonight's game there, Ski? Uh, just one on the NBA slate. It's the Mavericks playing tonight uh, in the uh, Association. Just one game. What is it? One and a half is the spread I'm looking at right now. I'm trying to get an update here as my computer is freezing. But uh, you know the game I'm talking about. If, if you could just talk about it as my computer froze.
7: <laughs> yeah, all good. I kind of um, I want to look at this one. More so from a total perspective, I know Porzingis is supposed to play. If he does play, as we, I mean, we've seen them say he's supposed to play, and then Okie doke can take him out. But if he does play, I think he kind of hinders the offense coming back. I mean, look at Anthony Davis yesterday. I could kind of see the same thing happening with Dallas. And um, if he if he doesn't play, Dallas, the Clippers just focus all on Luka. And I, I find points hard to come by. Uh, I have a little system play for this one. Clippers... When they won their last game, they have a little bit of rest. Uh, more than one game of rest. They're in a way, dog. They're playing good competition. 55% win teams are greater, and that line is less than 10. The under has hit 10-0 and 0, uh, last two seasons. It's went under four of the last five times these two teams have played. I would look for less points. And as far as the spread, it's hard for me to back the Clippers. They're not playing well. Two and five against the spread the last seven. Two and four is a road dog. Um, this is also, if you want to call it a revenge game, last time these two teams played, they kind of killed Dallas. So if Porzingis is out, I like Dallas. If Porzingis is in, I don't really want to touch Dallas. But hard to back the Clippers. And they
4: beat up Doncic, right? They they, they were physical with him. The Clippers were uh so maybe a, a revenge game for him. Maybe uh, I mean he's been playing great all year. I don't know how much better he could play, but his point prop is at 30 and a half. Does that have any impact? I mean, the fact that he wants to, you know, show the Clippers that he could handle their physicalness.
7: It could. Uh he's been hot lately, especially, but I just think if Porzingis played, I, I would probably look towards Lucas props uh, on the rebounds and assists. Okay. I think he'll have to feed his teammates. His teammates will have to help him out quite a bit. Maybe Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, Seth Curry, guys like that. Probably points and re- uh, rebounds and assists more than points.
5: Skeet, man, those were some awesome stats. I'd love to break down your handicap there in terms of betting the Clippers under with that situation. And. Like 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 we've seen in the NBA with some high scoring and we've seen a bump up with this from 228 and a half to 232 and a half. Do you look at that move as now it's even more value for for the underlook that you had or does that kind of scare you off with the move towards the over?
7: Uh, well, it doesn't scare me. I got the number at the end of it. I got 232.5. And I mean, like I said, I just try to understand the number and why it's going that way. And, I mean, the last time these two teams played, it was a lot of points scored. Uh, They did have Paul George. That's another part of the handicap. Without Paul George, uh, I think the under is 11-6. and You're missing a lot of points. So, in Dallas, they like to play at a slower pace. I mean, they'll play up-tempo with you for maybe the first half of the game. But in the later part of the game, they'll slow it down and, and they'll play defense. So, I understand why people can see it going over. No, it doesn't scare me. And I like that under.
4: Ski some really good games tomorrow night. You have the 76ers at the Raptors, a six point spread. Raptors favored in that one at home. You have the Lakers at the Knicks. Not a great game, uh, you know, especially because the Knicks stink, but Lakers favored by 10 on the road. Celtics at home. They're hosting the Grizzlies, seven point spread. Heat at home against the Wizards, nine and a half point spread. Any of those games stick out as ones you really want to play?
7: Um, well, you know what? I'm not run- I-, I would be looking to play against uh Boston okay. coming off of that big win. Uh it sounds sounds like you said they're laying a lot of points in the 7 points, yep. Yeah, and the Grizzlies they've been playing well and they're coming off a disappointing loss, so it might be a play on for the Grizzlies and also that Pelicans and Spurs game, I think there's a lot of points to be scored in that one.
5: Hey, Ski, uh, we, we've got the Super Bowl set, man. I know um, you know the NFL as well. Maybe not as good as the NBA, but uh, pretty darn good as, as as talented as a handicapper as you are. At Ski Profit on Twitter, wagertalk.com and sportsmemo.com. Ski, what are you thinking
7: here for the Super Bowl, man? Any lean side or total? You know, uh, San Fran defense, no joke, but I just— Kansas City, that offense is crazy. I think the offense is too much. If Kansas City gets up, I think San Francisco might guess like, where they're going to have to get, get their points from. I know where the points are coming from from Kansas City, so I'd have to ride with uh, with the Chiefs. All right, liking the Chiefs. Okay, minus one
5: liking the move there. Follow him on Twitter, at Ski Profits. Ski, thanks for the time. Like always, guys, same time, same place. Tuesdays, he's joining us at the window. Thank you, Ski.
7: Thanks for having me, guys.
4: Thanks, Keith. All right, Drew, up next, the Pro Bowl. Why do they still play this game? And should you bet on it? That's next here and At the Window on the Sports Grid TV Network.
1: Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's L E E S A dot com slash iHeart. Welcome back to At the Window
4: on the Sports Grid TV Network. I am Sean Guasamacchi here in Midtown Manhattan and Drew Morton in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is At the Window, Drew. We are talking Pro Bowl. AFC, uh, NFC, NFC favored by one point, uh, according to FanDuel Sportsbook, 50 and a half your total. Are you going to bet on the Pro Bowl there, Drew Martin?
5: I'm not going to for sure say no, Sean, Ooh, but I do want to start geez. by saying the Pro Bowl is is a terrible game. I, I don't like it. In fact, I hate it. As an NFL fan and a football fan, somebody that's played the sport, somebody that bets on the sport a lot, the fact that this Pro Bowl still exists in its current form and fashion really ticks me off. I don't want anybody to watch it. Will I bet it? I'm not sure at this point. Probably not, but I might get there. How do you feel about the Pro Bowl? Carry
4: on. I'm enjoying this. This is good. No, continue. I, I, Drew, I, I like it. Um, How do I feel about the Pro Bowl? I think it's a joke. I would not bet on the Pro Bowl. It's too unpredictable. And as far as you know, whether or not the NFL should have of course not. They should do away with it. It's just why risk the injury? I think a Kyle Rudolph. Was it Kai Rudolph, the tight end, who uh was injured like a few years ago playing this uh game? Uh there's no reason to have it. It's dumb. And yeah, do away with it. I, I- I'm total in a total agreement with you.
5: Yeah, it- it's it's awful. I mean, the NFL. Is, is the best sport, you know, in terms of money and eyeballs on it that that our fine country has, right? It, it, it's the number one sport. It's the most watched sport in the United States of America. And it it, it still is carrying on this game that is by far the worst All-Star game. Right. It's awful to watch. It's terrible. It's an anchor for the sport. It's still the king. NFL's king in betting. NFL's king in, in, in sports. But the All-Star game is awful awful. And you call it the Pro Bowl. You can call it whatever you want. It's terrible. It needs to go in the toilet and we need to flush it away. And there needs to be either nothing here or, you know, come up with some sort of like, uh, you, you know, who can throw the ball the furthest? Uh, have, let's have 40 yards. Like let's have one on one. Yeah. Corner versus, versus wide receiver, something of that nature and a big festival and a barbecue and everybody's drinking Budweiser. That would be great. The Pro Bowl is absolutely terrible. It needs to be done away with.
4: So one thing that they're doing that I, I like, they're experimenting with a alternative to the onside kick. That'll be this uh, Sunday in the Pro Bowl. And it's essentially 4th and 15. If you convert, you get the football back. If you do not, then you turn the football over to the team. So the first is to give the ball back to the opposition, okay, which would start its drive at the 25-yard line, uh, all right. The second option for the scoring team. So if you score a touchdown, would be to serve as a substitute for the onside kick. It would allow to run one additional play from its own twenty-five. So if you score, you'll then get the football at your own twenty-five. Right? You'll have one down to gain fifteen or more yards to retain possession. So there you go. Uh, I kind of like it. I think it's better than what they have now. I mean, the onside kick. I mean, you can't. It's it's like impossible to get nowadays. So I, I want the team that's down late in the fourth quarter to have a chance to gain another possession. So I'm all for alternatives to the current onside kick roll.
5: Yeah, I'm up for it as well. And I I don't really know how I feel about this off the top. I kind of don't want to get locked into an opinion and then have to stick there. But I will say this. It will change things fundamentally because now it's going to favor teams that have, you know, a talented quarterback that can throw the ball downfield for one play, talented wide receivers. You know, it's going to favor that type of offense. More so than pound it down your throat, it's also going to favor a team that can go, you know, nickel dime defense as well, and in and maybe cause a turnover. I mean, how would a turnover work in that situation? I'm not really sure. So, um, off the top of my head, I would maybe look to kind of bet teams like that, um, just to, if they're able to factor this in. But Sean, I mean, I, I almost think fourth and fifteen the percentages are going to be higher than they were with with onside kicks which i believe were around 15% of the time converted uh, i could be wrong 13 13% yep 7.7% yeah, the the you before. would want to do it yep. more often
4: right and and but then i guess if you don't convert from your own 25 then that the team the opposing team takes over at the 25 yard line that's a big risk
5: Um, it is, but if you're down in the game, it's not that it's a better thing, but they can only really rack off two first downs before, you know, and, and the field gets tighter, which it gets harder to move the ball. You know, those windows are lower. So there's a higher chance for them to make a field goal. So if you're only up like, you know, three or four or even five points, it actually might be even more advantageous to do that.
4: What I don't like is if you remember back, um, Sean Payton famously, Surprise onside kick—the the beginning of the second half against the Colts, and regained possession. Right, like you you don't really have that element. There's no surprise onside kick. I mean, you're going for it fourth and fifteen at your own twenty-five. You get it or you don't. You know, so you, that element's out the window. That like strategy, you know, as a coach, like that card you can't play. So I I hope, or I guess it's forget about hope. I would want them, I mean, because it's not going to go back, but, I, you know, I wish they would go back to the old onside kick, you know, like the old rules where, you know, the the opposing team kicks off and and the the players are, what, uh, 10 yards, right, behind the kicker, right, from where the ball kicks off and they get a running start, and then you um, could pile up players on one side of the field whichever way you want to kick the ball, right? So they did away with that. They, You know, you can't, like... Um, put too many players on one side to give yourself an advantage, right, because they're all about safety. I wish they would just go back to the old rules, the old kickoff rules, so the onside kick would be more in play. 21% of the time it was converted through 2017. Once they, you know, um, changed the rule, 7.7% in 2018, 12.9%, 13% last year. So, I mean, it's 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 hard to get nowadays, and if they went back to the old rule, it would be better. I I, I just... What are the, what's the football doing here? I, I know it's all in the name of safety, but I think they overreact.
5: Yeah, I could see that. It's like anything in life. We kind oh, of overreact to something, course. and then you, this yeah society. have to come back.
4: <laughs> we do. <laughs> we absolutely, absolutely do. I mean, sometimes I'm guilty of it as well, but you know how it is. I mean, I mean, I guess concussions are down, or documented concussions are down, and they're worried about the CTE later in life and, and being sued by a football players. so... I, You know, I understand where they're coming from is is, is that is that. But it, the XFL, this is where they could, I guess, gain some traction with experimenting, you know, with certain things, right? I guess the Pro Bowl is doing that, but this is what I'm looking for with the XFL when it gets started here uh, coming up, what, in four weeks or, or less than that, uh, to see what they do that the NFL does not do. And maybe the NFL could adopt those new uh, rules that they, they have maybe in the XFL. So that, that's what I'm looking forward to with the XFL uh.
5: starting, yep. Yeah, that would be fun. I I miss the XFL. I really like that. He he hate me and those guys. Also, Sean, the one thing I loved about the XFL, and I think the NFL seriously needs to look at this, I doubt they will, but if they did, they'd be very, very smart. Do you remember how they did the coin toss in the XFL? Yeah, I did. Yes, dude. They need to do that in the NFL. That's awesome, man. And and guys, for guys that don't know what how they did the coin toss, they just had like the two most athletic people on each team standing at a line, and they would just roll the ball out there, and whoever got the ball, that team, you know, won the coin toss. I thought that was an awesome way to start the game, man.
4: Yeah, I, I'm sure there were going to be like things that the XFL that that they do better than the NFL. I will say this, like the coin toss, isn't it outdated by this point? Like. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean that's stupid. how you decide possession. It's just uh, it's retarded. Uh, you know, not Don't, not just don't you think it,
5: it would be cool dumb. the way the, the XFL did it?
4: Yeah, yeah, it's better. It's better. I, I you know, yeah, it's better. I, I 100% agree than, than than a coin toss. I just yeah. it's dumb. It's just dumb. Um uh, how about this? All right, a college basketball uh drew and I, I know you keep an eye on the games tonight. Uh I like Northwestern plus the 7 points at home against the Maryland Terrapins. And Big Ten struggle. They struggle on the road, especially the Terrapins. So I like that game. That sticks out to me. How about you? What on this card, which games stick out to you?
5: I'm um, looking at a couple here in the SEC. You know, the Florida Gators catching three in Baton Rouge against LSU. Um, Florida's a team, I believe they have five losses on the season, so kind of under the radar. But they had a really difficult out of conference schedule to rack up some of those losses. I think throughout SEC play, Florida's going to play pretty well. I think plus three for the Gators tonight. That's game number 6'11, 612. Georgia versus Kentucky, you know, the the Bulldogs, the dogs. Um one of, if not the top projected NBA pick in in, in the game here. And they're catching 12 Granted, they are in Lexington against a good Kentucky team. I kind of lean towards the big underdog in the Georgia Bulldogs catching 12 there. I uh, haven't bet that one as of yet. Uh, a couple down the list here, Duke. Um, Man, they are laying a big number, though, against 18, uh, 18 and a half against Miami. Looking to kind of fade Miami, but I doubt I get there laying almost 20. in the degenerate special, Wyoming versus San Diego State. The Aztecs laying 23. I think they blow out the Cowboys. So uh, if you're feeling a little bit degenerate, 11 o'clock <laughs> Eastern tip here, Mountain West style, I'd lay the big number with the Aztecs, the only undefeated team left in college basketball.
4: Yeah, surprisingly. And uh, how about Purdue hosting Illinois tonight? Uh, five and a half point favorites. Travion Williams arms there for Purdue. Better at home, Illinois ranked. Uh, what do you think uh, of that one? Uh, Lane, five and a half, the Boilermakers at home against the Illini.
5: You know, I'll tell you this, Sean. This is an interesting situation that I don't think we see a lot of in the past. We're, we're at least seeing a lot more of it this year. And we're talking about the ranked Illinois team on the road against an unranked Purdue Boilermakers team. And Purdue is the one laying six points. This isn't minus one. This is minus six points here for the unranked team laying to the ranked team. I mean, it's obvious that home court, for whatever reason in college basketball, is just mattering so much. This year in particular, for whatever reason, teams are having a difficult time in conference going on the road and winning, and we're starting to see it here. The market is very much shifting, um, and I'm not looking to step in front of that trend, man. It's the the home team or pass. I just doubt I get there laying six. Um, It's kind of a difficult one for me. I would lay it here with with the home team Boilermakers. How do you feel about this one?
4: I would, Uh, although the Boilermakers they struggled to score the uh, basketball, um, doing better of late. You know, Harms, Trevion Williams in the post, uh, they could score the ball, ball, but they really missed Carson Edwards from last year's team, not your 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 Purdue team of last year, where they're you know Carson Edwards would go off for like forty points a team and carry the Boilermakers. But in this game, laying five and a half against the Illini, yeah, that's that's a lot to lay for me. I definitely pass. Uh, but yes yeah, we, we, you know d- and not pick a side here but uh let's get political for a second here only two minutes left in the segment no i don't i'm not talking about hillary clinton and what she thinks of bernie sanders i'll leave that to cnn and fox news and, and oh what she said you know, well he's just not a good candidate basically uh th- th- that, okay. paraphrasing here um that he's not a good candidate as hillary uh no i want to talk about the los angeles city council unanimously approved a resolution tuesday Urging Major League Baseball, surprise, surprise, to strip the Houston Astros and Boston Red Sox of their World Series championships and award them both championships to the Los Angeles Dodgers, the loser in those World Series. Uh, What say you, Drew Martin? I know you're not going to like this.
5: Surprise. I mean, I think it's a great concept. <laughs> and if I was a a, a a person that was residing in that area, I would love it. But uh, it's just, you know, stripping titles. We've gone over it, Sean. I think it's kind of a, a <laughs> weird thing to do, especially in professional sports. But, uh, hey, I applaud them And, uh, you know, you want to get political. Let's get political. Go, yeah. go <laughs> Los Angeles. man! But
4: surprise, surprise. Like, of course, like grandstanding at its finest right here. Right. 30. I mean, <laughs> of course everyone's going to vote for it on the city council in Los Angeles because it benefits the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's just, come on now. I mean, this is not news, all right? I don't care what they think because it benefits Los Angeles, but it's just funny that they voted unanimously toward the World Series. And I, I'm not sure the Dodger players would want it. I really am not sure. This would be, you know, tainted. It's tainted. All right, uh, we're back. Uh, More to do. Best bet time when we return on At the Window on the Sportsman TV Network.
3: Mattresses and select goods. That's leesa.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
4: Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRiddle.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros. With DailyRoto.com's optimizer and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice for promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com slash thunk to so learn more. That's DailyRoto.com slash thunk. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Wrapping things up here on At The Window on the Sports Grid TV network. Get on the grid sports grid follow us on instagram at sports grid tv up next is game time decisions with gabriel morenzi and cam stewart they'll get you set for the one game in the nba the nhl slate as well and everything else going on in college basketball 25 games tonight so they'll get you set for that and for us drew we have a couple of minutes left in this show i mean throw out your best bet i mean i think we kind of went over it last segment I i like Northwestern, now it's plus um, 7.5 at home against the Terrapins in the Big Ten. Uh, How about yourself? Uh, Where are you going? Where's your best bet or your best advice tonight on the card?
5: Yeah, I'm going to go to the SEC and uh, go down to Baton Rouge and try to kick that trend that's happening in college basketball in terms of the home team winning a lot of these close games. I think the Florida Gators are a team that's on the rise. We've seen them beat uh, a pretty good Ole Miss team. And beat Auburn, which was uh, undefeated at the time. Or actually, no, only one loss at the time. They look good doing it. They get uh, enough rest here on a Tuesday night game against LSU. And I think they go into Baton Rouge and come out with the win. However, I do recommend uh, putting the three points in our pocket. Um, I did personally. I like the Gators, plus three. I think they're a little underrated here against an LSU team that's going to be out talented. So a 12-5 and gators team out of conference tough schedule i think that they're a little underrated in the betting markets and i'm taking florida plus three sean
4: all right drew Martin, thank you for that and uh, we did not get into it we'll get into it tomorrow but uh, philip rivers sold his house in southern california moved to florida rumors he might be uh, heading to the bucks the tampa bay bucks that's interesting tom brady where will he end up nashville possibly ryan Tannehill, where is he going i mean this Sam is- newton Uh, Cam Newton, uh, Dak Prescott,
5: James Winston to a lesser extent. Yeah,
4: it's going to be a crazy offseason in the National Football League. That's for sure.
5: Absolutely, Sean. Fun show, man. Best of luck.
4: All
0: right. Larry Walker, Derek Jeter. It looks like Larry Walker will not get in. Derek Jeter, 100% of the vote.